Twin Flames is a podcast created by best friends and twin flames, Chloe and Hillary, about personal development, shifting the perspective, and getting in touch with the best version of yourself. Chloe is a practicing eclectic witch, entrepreneur, and clairvoyant. Hillary is a mindfulness expert, happiness educator, and practicing therapist trainee. We combine our strengths and knowledge to bring you the best of what we've found has been helpful to us on our respective journeys. Holy shit, I've had way too much caffeine today. Oh my god, me too. And yesterday. Oh my god. Yeah? Yes. Well, okay, so all of you don't know this, but Chloe, you know this. I am so sensitive to caffeine. Normally, like, a cup or half a cup of green tea is enough to get me going. And yesterday, Chloe, you're going to be so shocked. Yesterday, I drank a whole cup of coffee. (gasps) Whoa. I know. (laughs) What you guys have to understand is last time Hillary was here visiting me, we went to this place where I really like to get coffee in the city. And literally this one latte that Hillary got lasted her for like four days. Yes. Like she just kept putting it in the fridge and like reheating it literally lasted her like four days. It was insane. Yeah. And that's typically how I do it is it takes about like three days on average to drink a small coffee for me. And yesterday I just like downed it and I shit you not, all day yesterday, like until eight or nine or ten at night, I'm still doing things. What I think is funny today is I'm like so over caffeinated, bouncing off the walls, but I've had a cup of coffee and like one and a half cups of jasmine green tea. And normally I can drink like three cups of coffee and it's like no big deal. Yeah, that's odd. I don't know why the green tea is tripping me up because technically I learned this when I worked at Tivana. It was good for one thing. Um, (laughs) I hated that job. If you couldn't tell (laughs) good for one thing. Um, I want to say green tea is like something like four cups of green tea is equivalent to a cup of coffee, like the caffeine ratio and uh, black tea is like equivalent to two cups of coffee or like excuse me it's like you would have to drink two cups of black tea to equate a cup of coffee same with green tea you would have to drink four to equate a cup of coffee that makes so much sense so like i feel like i should be able to handle my shit with green tea but apparently (laughs) i can't (laughs) well and i also i heard and i forget where this was but it was some tea master which I think is the coolest fucking thing ever. Dude, how cool would that be to put that shit on your resume? I'm a tea master. Right? But this dude was talking about, uh, he had a way like more chill vibe than anyone who I would normally call dude. So this man, <laughs> <laughs> he like was saying, and this made so much sense. He said, you know, coffee will hit you fast. Like it comes yes. on and it just, bam, it hits you. Tea is more of like slowly it will come up. It like eases you into the caffeine. And I find that that to me is Hmm. that's how it feels, you know? Like I feel like I gradually get more energy with tea unless I drink too much, like today. (laughs) (laughs) But like I feel like I get weird when I have a lot of caffeine. I don't know. Right? Well, you guys can be the judge of our podcast today. <laughs> if we get weird, you know why. Instead of eight side stories, it'll be 18. <laughs> yes, precisely. 
so much. Uh, so today we are talking about terrible segue, by the way. Today we're talking about... <laughs> I love a good, terrible segue. Ditto. <laughs> today we're talking about manifesting money. Yes. Because we've talked about law of attraction. We've talked about uh, limiting subconscious beliefs, which do kind of go hand in hand to an extent. Mm-hmm. And we never really have specifically talked about money, though, because True. it is such a big topic, right? Oh, my God, yes. And I, I'm a Taurus sun sign, and my north node is in the second house. I feel like I could talk about finances and money all day, every day, <laughs> and I would never be bored of that topic. So um, this one's a fun one. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, before we jump in, we do have a couple of things. So I did pull a definition for manifestation in case you guys were curious. And that is an event, action, or object that clearly shows or embodies something, especially a theory or an abstract idea. And they give the example of manifestations of global warming interesting that's that's global warming is a whole other topic that i could get real ragey about same so (laughs) ragey just uh. um but so in terms of that that's like when we talk about manifesting money like it's it's i know i know i'm like how do i even put that into words no right like even Um, the definition like the kind of leaves something to be wanted yes like that yes yeah definitely i'm sorry lousy definition but as as we progress today it'll make more sense well what's funny is the other definition was even more vague like oh yeah the other definition was the action or fact of showing something in such a way which doesn't even feel like a full sentence (laughs) no it doesn't (laughs) what the fuck (laughs) but i think that I think more than, and this is what's hard, because we like to provide definitions, we like to kind of nail things down, and at the same time, there's a real recognition for me, and I think probably for you too, Chloe, that it's it's an experience, it's a felt sense, and it's easier to grasp in that context than like yes. trying to put it into words, I guess. Yes. I don't know. Yes. It's hard. Honestly, this is something that trips me up on, um, I run a YouTube channel that's all based around like vegan food and also manifestation and, and a podcast, she's a whole so bunch of things. Good. Oh, thank you. Um, that's always where I get tripped up though on my like manifesting episodes and things is I never know exactly how to define it for people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's 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 a hard one to yeah. truly define. Yeah, exactly. Without giving context. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and I know another thing that we wanted to start with right up front is um as we've done in a few other episodes, somewhat of a disclaimer. So we are going to be predominantly talking about subconscious limiting beliefs regarding money manifesting and how to manifest money and all of that kind of stuff. Um, so a lot of what we're going to attend to is like the internal personal work. Um, yes. That being said, we just want to check our privilege and acknowledge right up front that we are very privileged and yes, we live in a world and a society where there are very real barriers to accessing um, certain resources or opportunities if you are in a particular group. And this ranges, right? I mean, it can be anything from socioeconomic status to ethnicity to religion to, I mean, you name it, sexuality, whatever it is, gender, so many different things that can provide barriers to accessing resources. So we want to acknowledge right up front that 
yes, we're going to be talking about how we think about things and how we work with it um, personally, and it's going to be very internal. But in the real world, we just have to point out, this is also a social justice issue. This also requires social action in some regards. We are not yes. under the um, illusion that every single person always has every single same opportunity or every single same um, way of accessing resources. It's So basically, different. we're just giving it from our perspective. So yes. just take that into account for anything that we say, you know. Yeah. We're... Absolutely. Yeah. And, and <laughs> kind of like with everything we talk about, too. Totally. Like, we're always going to give you our perspective, and it may not always match everyone's, and that's okay. Yes. But and I think we just want you to know that we're privileged and we get that. Totally. And I do think that a lot of times we talk about internal because we're talking about yes. personal development and stuff like that. Yes. So we just want to acknowledge the external barriers yes. that are very real while we're also going into this conversation of the internal work. So it's yes, both. Correct. You know. Yes. <laughs> she right though. Um, so the first thing I guess I really wanted to dive into is some of my own limiting beliefs around money and how those came about and how I've transformed them. And I can't really talk about this for myself without talking about my own upbringing. And I do want to specify that this is not me sitting here trying to drag my parents, drag the people around me. It is just cold, hard facts. And it is the reality of how I was raised. And I'm not angry or unforgiving of that because I recognize that generationally, this stuff has been passed down. Mm -hmm. It's not any one person's fault because they were given it from their parents and so on so forth. So that's, I am going to be drawing on a lot of those personal experiences though. So I grew up in a, I would say a middle class home. We definitely always had a roof over our head. There was always food on the table. There was nothing that wasn't met for me as a basic need. And I'm extremely grateful for that, that I was given many opportunity because of that. But the thing is, is money was always talked about in my home in such a way. There was always, there isn't enough. We can't afford that. Even though, to be honest with you, I very well knew that we could. Both of my parents worked and there was definitely, like, they had their own beliefs that were definitely instilled and carried over into, I'm willing to say, the entire family. It's not just me. And... In doing that, it created a lot of limiting belief. And I mean, don't even get me started on the religious backing up behind this, because there's also this air of being raised to believe that money is evil mm -hmm. and that like that one was actually probably the hardest one for me to overcome was believing that money was evil. I really had to kind of redefine my whole definition around that. And I, I want to say the best like anecdote I could give for it that really stuck out to me was from Catherine Zinkina. She's probably one of my favorite like manifesting, especially money manifesting gurus. Um, you can find her all over and I'll give you guys some resources a little bit later on. But 
my first real encounter with this definition and recognizing that it was a belief that I had was she was talking about how people say that money is evil, right? And it's so instilled in so many people. And the way that we really should think about money is like a resource or a tool. And in the same way that a knife is a tool, you know, you can use a knife to stab somebody and kill them, or you can use a knife to cook a really nice, elegant meal for your family and share it. I prefer the You know, there's... (laughs) (laughs) Um, but the point is is that we give the object power it's how we choose to use it the money in and of itself is not evil Mm -hmm. and I think the thing that comes attached to that belief that money is evil is also I feel like we really can't say it without saying that like people that have money are greedy Mm -hmm. and to an extent that can be true especially politically Mm -hmm. but When I'm talking about this, I'm talking about like celebrities specifically, because not that I have ever been like a fucking what, what kind of celebrity is that? Do they call it like an A-list celebrity? Yeah. Not that I've ever been an A-list celebrity, so I don't know what that's like, but I can tell you from my own personal experience and putting myself in the public eye, there is so much shit that people with these limiting beliefs put on people that are in the public eye. Even if you're not making a ton of money, if you even give the slight appearance that you're spending your money on yourself or to better a situation so you can reach more people, there is like no move you can make that people aren't like, oh, but you have all this money so you can do that for yourself. The rest of us can't do that and fuck you and your money and you're a greedy person because you want to hold on to all of this when... We don't always know what other people are doing with their time, their money. And again, it wouldn't matter what we were doing with it. I feel like there's always this weird belief that's being passed around because of what's been instilled Mm -hmm. from the Mm get-go. And gosh, I feel like I have so many weird hangups on money and I'm still trying to work through them too. This is not like a linear thing, Mm -mm. right? This is kind of like with all... Yeah, I was going to say that. Kind of like with all growth, it's never linear. There are still blockages that I'm working through and having to uncover it. It's sometimes it's very hard to even see it when it's even if it's been made like very obvious. It's it's I find myself I'm in denial a lot. (laughs) I'm like, no, I don't I don't think that. What are you talking about? But then I find that I actually do. (laughs) Deep down somewhere, I'm holding on to this weird ass belief. Mm -hmm. And so back to that whole like religiously, right? And I feel like I bring that into a lot of the things that I say because it really impacted me growing up how I was raised in religious culture and how I'm not in it anymore. But that was always a thing. Like, I will never forget going to church and hearing people over the pulpit, like, talk about that, how money was the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. It was never talked about. It, it was like we almost gave personification or a personality to money just instead of it that. just instead of it just being an object. Mm-hmm. And I really do feel like a lot of people hang on to that. Even now, even if you're not religious, it's so ingrained in culture that It's in everything. And I also want to talk about how we're also conditioned majorly as a society to believe that you have to work hard for money to come about. (sighs) And fact of the matter is, like, I'm not saying that you can sit on your couch and meditate all day, every day, and money is just going to appear. Mm -mm. But sometimes it does, but that also like, like sometimes it does happen that way. 
But there is also different, like there's so many ways it can come into your life. It's not just by working hard. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that like you shouldn't work hard and go after your dreams and pursue anything. Mm -hmm. That's not the point I want to make here. It's that I think a, a lot of us are not open to receiving in a multitude of ways. And that's the really big difference between working hard and sitting on the couch and meditating is that's actually one of the biggest beliefs that I've had to personally break down is just allowing myself to be open to receive. Because again, we're raised and conditioned a lot to believe that you have to work so hard to achieve that that's what we're designed to do is go to school, get an education so we can get a good job, work really hard for what? How many years would you say that is, Hillary? Oh my God. It depends on what you're doing. Like <laughs> a thousand? I don't know how many years. Yeah, shit. <laughs> work really hard for X amount of years, basically until you're fucking old and tired and you don't want to go do anything fun with your life anymore because you're old and tired, which that's a limiting belief in and of itself we'll get on that on another time i'm sure <laughs> but that's not how we're designed to be we're not like you were i want to make this very clear hear me when i say this you were not born to just work and then die thank you and that is how we are so trained to think mm -hmm. and you let me let me say it louder for those of you in the back let me get some <laughs> asmr in here you were not born to work and then die. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Life is meant to be experienced. And if money is just an object and we give it use, if it falls into the right hands and your intentions are aligned to give more than you take, I think that's a really important part, then money will come to you anyways because you're using it in a positive way for positive change. Mm -hmm. And I feel like once you could open yourself up to that level of, of receiving there's kind of no way it's not going to make its way to you. Well, in a weird way, it's interesting, too, because it, I almost hear that, like, in that, while the focus is on money, the focus really isn't in, on money. No. The focus is no. on, like, like, to me, I go to intrinsic versus extrinsic values, because that's where my knowledge is. <laughs> <laughs> and intrinsic values, um, they're things like, personal development, community feeling, uh, connection, both with nature and with others. Like it's, it's the internal things, you know, um, and extrinsic values are things like, um, uh, money, material objects, status, and image. And research has shown that in terms of happiness, money will buy happiness only to the extent that it will buy you shelter and food and security in that regard. Yes. Right. Beyond that, money actually doesn't make people happier. In fact, people adjust to the amount of money or the amount of material things that they have, and then they want more. It's called the hedonic treadmill effect. Yes. And that was what it was called. Yeah. I was just talking to Hillary about this before we started. Yep. <laughs> and that's that's what humans do. We're good at adjusting. We're good at adapting. That's, yes. that's why we survive. And that's great. And at the same time, it has its downsides when we start to adjust and adapt to um, faulty or misleading values and beliefs. And what I'm hearing, too, in what you're saying, Chloe, is that the focus is more on the intrinsic values, and then these extrinsic things naturally come along with it, even though that's not the goal, primarily. Does that yeah. make sense? No, you're totally right. 
You're absolutely right right on the money, shall we say. <laughs> um, no, you're absolutely right. And I really do believe that that is the huge driving force. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is when you will see the most change in your life is when you actually shift your alignment. Mm-hmm. Because I can even tell you from personal experience, I was running my gaming YouTube channel for almost six years. In the beginning, it wasn't about me. It was about everybody else, what I could bring to the community. Slowly over time, as I gained more popularity, as I gained more money, I did get lost in that. I did make it more about myself and what I could gain and what the community could give to me. Mm-hmm. And that was when all of it started to go completely downhill. Mm-hmm. And I actually have since like totally left that aspect of my life and now I'm doing something different. But um it's interestingly enough, something that is way more aligned with giving back to a community versus taking for myself. I love and that. Even though I haven't seen any real money come kick back from it yet, I am so much happier because I'm not going after the pursuit of money. Mm-hmm. I know where um, passion goes, money flows. Mm-hmm. So I don't even need to worry about it is kind of my, and that's not my intention either. I'm not going into it with this, oh, I need to make all of this money to do all of this stuff. Yeah. Like I firmly believe that when your values are aligned, money has no choice yes. but to come directly at you. <laughs> yes. Well, there's a positive energetic flow at that point. Exactly. You know, and and I think flow is the key word there is that there's a movement and when we have resistance when we have reluctance when we have subconscious limiting beliefs in a sense we're blocking a flow of energy because we're putting up an internal wall we're restricting ourselves so we're restricting our energy if our energy is restricted it can't flow if it can't flow well then how are we going to come into alignment and i do want to point out also that and we'll probably mention this again, probably in the homework time. We love our homework. Um, but we also have those episodes on coming into alignment, on subconscious limiting beliefs, and on uh, the law of attraction and manifesting. So if yes. you want more background on each of these things, go check those out. Because yeah, we're going to, yeah, we, we'll talk about we it a little bit. We love talking about this like, stuff. <laughs> you know, we don't want to take up the whole time to cover something we've already covered too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, sorry, I feel like I already got sidetracked in my own sidetrack. How does that even happen? Can we also go eight layers deep? Like eight side stories, but also eight layers deep? Like this is inception level right here. Right? Um, (laughs) Going back to that work hard mentality. um, This was really instilled in me from my dad and my mom to a degree because Um, I recognize from my dad, his father was that way. And I don't know anyone beyond that because I was not alive when they were alive. And I haven't really asked because I don't really enjoy history, even when it's my own. (laughs) I'm just going to be real honest. I'm not a history person. Um, But I know that that was instilled in my grandfather. And so he instilled that in my own father. And my father does work very hard. I openly admit to that. He works very, 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 probably too hard. Like he is pushing 70 and I wish that he would slow down and he knows that Mm -hmm. we have all all of his children have told him that I wish he would slow down but I think because of that belief system that's in place I almost think there's a lack of wanting to slow down Mm -hmm. or feeling like they can't Mm -hmm. and 
that had been instilled in me for so long because of that. Mm-hmm. I felt like I had to crunch out all of this YouTube content. I had to work hard so I could get by. There was no ability for me to just let anything fro- flow freely. Oh my god! And I was just so misaligned with it. We totally have to have an episode where we talk about slowing down. Oh my God, yes. Oh, I have so <laughs> many thoughts on what you just said, but that's for another time. Please continue. I'm so that's sorry. Okay. No, you're all good. Um, and then my mom on the other side of that, that's always been very praised in my family too. Like, oh, well, well, your father works so hard and I'm so grateful that he works so hard and we've always been taken care of because your dad works so hard. And so when you have all of this kind of coming in, what does that tell you? It gives the clear message, oh, I have to work hard to be successful, especially when you grow up in a middle class, like I would say very privileged, fortunate family. Mm-hmm. You know, I have this I had this illusion growing up that that was what I had to do to meet that standard. Mm-hmm. Totally. And we could probably do a whole other episode on how like we don't even need to have standards set for us. Like we should be setting our own. Oh but my God. <laughs> that's another limiting <laughs> belief series too, right there. Yes. <clears throat> so true. Um, so yeah, I do feel like they're, especially in terms of money and oh my gosh, I, this is the last thing I'm going to say about this is especially if you have any kind of hurt around money. I know in my household growing up, that was always a topic of anger and fighting was money. Whenever there was an argument that outbroke in my family or in my home, it was always about money and how one person was selfish with it or one person didn't have enough and it was the other person's fault. Or there was just a constant, like, honestly money was kind of always something that I was afraid of too even when I got married that was something that my husband and I discussed openly as I said I will never fight you about money Mm -hmm. because I've seen how detrimental that can be between people and I don't ever want that in any of my relationships with anybody Mm -hmm. and guess what guess what we never fight about (laughs) I'm gonna guess money We do not fight about money because we just don't allow it. We calmly and rationally discuss all of it and come at it from a loving, non-judgmental place, which I think is extremely healthy and very needed, especially if you have that history of hurt. Because honestly, it just reaffirms that there doesn't have to be pain around money. Yeah. doesn't have to be that way. It's, oh, it's a reparative experience. Yes. And we all need reparative experience. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I love it. That's so good. Okay. I think I've rambled on enough about all of my experiences. I probably still could say like 80 more things, but <laughs> I feel like- subscribe to my YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that's a constant with us too. Like we start talking and we're like, oh, but now I have like 5,000 more things to say and six other yes. topics that we can talk about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's kind of common with us. Um, yeah. So- My experience is um, similar in some regards to yours and different in some regards. So it's interesting, really interesting to think about this topic and to think about like what we grew up with and then how it how it shifts. Right. And I know that for a variety of reasons, I always believed that I always believed that uh, two things. One, 
I believed I would have to work twice as hard to get half as far as anyone else. Um, and I also always believed that um, the only way that I could make even a reasonable amount of money um, was to work hard. And I mean really, really work hard. And it's, it's really interesting because... Um, my beliefs have shifted over time, and I know that, weirdly, I, I'm pretty new to money manifesting. Chloe's been doing this longer, she has more information, <laughs> like, she's the pro here, I'm the novice, and I'm totally cool with that, there's nothing I wrong with I think it's just because it's something I'm really passionate about. If totally. I wasn't so passionate, I wouldn't seek out the research. Totally. And see, this is where it's interesting, because... My passion was always in, like, health and wellness and happiness, right? Yes. And so I came to this through that. That's why I brought up the intrinsic and extrinsic and the hedonic treadmill and all of that is because that's where my knowledge base is. So I started looking at my beliefs around money when I started studying happiness. And in that, again, I came to the intrinsic-extrinsic thing, which kind of blew my mind because we do... We tend to live in a very extrinsically oriented society, um, and the intrinsic is what brings about the most happiness. Um, and isn't that what we're all searching for, right? Like, Totally. I feel like that's on everyone's list of what they want, is happiness. Um, so, I spent a long time, up until very, very, very recently believing that I had to work myself, like, work myself into burnout, basically, consistently, in order to be able to survive. And I don't believe that that's true anymore. I really don't. Cough. My dad. Cough. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so strange, because, like, I've always... I was always brought up with, I, I also grew up in a middle-class family. Um, both parents worked as well. So yeah. that was, that was like the norm is like you work and you work hard and that's how you will make enough money to do anything. Right. Yeah. And when I say do anything, I don't mean actually do anything. I mean like do the basics. Yeah. Because <laughs> <So, laughs> we didn't live extravagantly at all. Um, nor would I have wanted to. I I don't... Personally, I get satisfaction from different areas. Fun fact. Sorry, quick side story. Research has shown that you feel happiest in terms of spending money when you spend money either on someone else or on an experience for yourself. If you are spending money on material things, research shows that it actually doesn't make you as happy. As you otherwise I would, agree would be with that. if you spent your money differently. And that's what I find to be true, um, is when I spend money, I, I prefer spending it on other people or doing something. Um, and it's always been that way. So there hasn't ever been a real, like, I never wanted money for the sake of buying things, I guess is what I'm saying. I wanted money for the sake of surviving, because I thought that I needed to work myself to death in order to have just enough money to pay for what I need to survive. 
Yeah. Again, that has completely shifted now. In fact, I have found that since I have been focusing on things that are more uh, purposeful and fulfilling and uh, things that I have a passion for, you know, like this podcast, I have a passion for this. And my studies, I have a passion for. Like, all of this stuff that I'm doing right now, going back to our alignment episode, I do feel more aligned. I do feel that energetic flow. And I started doing some money manifesting. And without going into detail, I am fucking blown away at how well it's working and how quickly it's working. It is legitimately blowing my mind. And don't you think, Hillary, that kind of like I was saying, once you open yourself up to receive, don't you feel like that was maybe a big part of it? Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. It's that wall that I mentioned before, yeah. you know? Because as long as that wall is up, that resistance is up, like, well, you can't do anything with it. How could exactly. you? <laughs> exactly. It's so true, though. And... The receiving is a big thing. The receiving is a very big thing. Understanding that you are worth it as well. Yes. It's okay to say, yeah, I'll take that. Thank you. Yeah. I was just going to say, and on that note, like receiving from others too. Yeah. And with gratitude. Yeah. And like understanding that to me, that's the universe being like, hey, I got you yeah. when you're put in a position with what I'm going to call opportunity mm-hmm. in a way, kind of a weird word for that, but I have a lack of a better one. Mm-hmm. You're given opportunity even by another person being like, hey, I got your lunch. Yes. And instead of fighting the situation and being like, no, 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 let I got it. Don't worry about it. Just fucking say thank you and let yeah. the other person handle it that's the universe being like yeah look at look at you being yes. open to receiving exactly and you'll see little miracles like that keep coming your way if you're open to it exactly because who's to say that the universe and source energy and the divine and god or whatever you want to call this greater thing who's to say that that doesn't come to us through other beings Absolutely. I think a lot of times when people are looking for a sign or something, we expect something to just drop down from the sky in front of us and like, there's your answer. But no. Totally. I mean, sorry, small story. Like I I somewhat touched on this in our Law of Attraction podcast, but that was something that happened to me. I was trying to manifest like I wanted $8,000. I think I don't remember exactly what it was for. I'm pretty sure I was trying to manifest travel Mm -hmm. within like a two week span after doing like a little manifesting ritual type thing. I literally had the vacation of a lifetime just fall into my lap and it was like all expenses paid. And when I did all the math after the fact, it rounded up to be about $8,000. Yeah. So, and and I didn't technically pay for like anything, but maybe a couple hundred dollars. And see, it's this kind of stuff that like, yeah, the receiving, being open, being able to say, yeah, thank you. I'll take that. Absolutely. And with any kind of manifesting, I think, um, like we talked about in our manifesting episode, I'm finding that a key part is strong intentions and affirmations up front and then completely letting go of it. Yes. And I mean completely. Like, to the extent that you forget 
and then something comes into your life and you're like, oh shit, yeah, I did. I did set that intention, didn't I? Hmm. I totally forgot. And I'm finding that's huge. And it's funny because Chloe, we were talking about this before and I remembered, and I'm probably, I I really want to apologize right up front to anyone who's like in the physics realm. I have so little knowledge and I'm so sorry if I screw this up. Hillary and I have both had books come into our possession too about like quantum physics yeah. that I don't think either one of us have read them. No, but I want to so badly. Same. Like I'm super interested, but there's so many other things. Same though. I'm too busy reading all my manifesting books. I can't help it. Sorry. <laughs> and you know, when you're assigned 800 to 1000 pages to read in a month, there's not much room for other things. So, see, Hillary has a legitimate excuse. I'm just lazy. (laughs) I mean, we say legitimate. How many of those 800 to 1000 pages have I actually read? Like, you know, (laughs) don't tell my teachers. I love them. Um, (laughs) But um, getting back to it, I, I had this kind of memory of like, I think, middle school or high school science. And they taught us about potential energy and kinetic energy. And how potential energy is the energy that's stored and can be released at any moment, but it's it's being held. And kinetic energy is the energy that pushes things forward, that moves things. And again, so sorry to anyone who's really in physics. I'm so sorry <laughs> if I'm like, like, I feel like I might be being blasphemous to physics right now. And I apologize. But <laughs> <laughs> I thought of that in terms of, the energetic flow that we have in our bodies, in ourselves, and in the universe in connection with others. And I thought, wow, how interesting that manifesting works when we let go of it, when we release that potential energy and allow it to become kinetic so that it can move away from us and do its work. It almost feels dangerous to let go of it because we want to cling to it. We want the result. But we have to let go of it in order for it to move forward and do its work. I agree. And for me, I'm not going to speak for Hillary here, but for me, yes, let go 100%. Let go of the outcome. Yes. That's like the biggest part is let go of the outcome. Yes. But for some people, I find that manifesting, you're still letting go of that outcome. That's the most important part is being okay with whatever happens. Mm -hmm. But I also can say that in my own experience and for many others, when you do like a daily visualization practice for what you're trying to bring, as long as you are letting go of the outcome, but you're still allowing yourself to feel all of the joy and gratitude that you would feel if it was already here. Mm -hmm. That also is like a really good way to align yourself with what you're after, but still letting go. So I find that that one only works with some people because some people that would put them in a state of, oh, I don't have it. I don't have it. I don't have it. Mm -hmm. When that's like totally counterproductive of what you're trying to do. Uh, Also two things. (laughs) One, um, Chloe, did you ever watch the new Queer Eye? No, but it's been recommended to me so, so many good. times. So good. So Anthony on there, this actually was, I, I got really into this whole Queer Eye thing. And so I started looking <laughs> up like interviews and shit. <laughs> nice. And Anthony in one interview, he gave one of the greatest affirmations. So try this. Um, It's. I have enough, I am enough, which I love. I oh. love that. I have enough, I am enough. Yes. Right? Oh. And the other thing that came to me, 
You know Ken Jeong. Yes, uh, you told me that. I, wait, no, Ken. Sorry, I just got confused mm-hmm. with Ken Jeong and that one depth psychologist. Oh, Young. Yeah. Different. Yeah, that's yeah. somebody different. Very. I different. know who you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. So, if you don't know Ken Jeong, he's an amazing comedian. Um, probably best known from The Hangover, but he's done so many other things, and he's truly fabulous. He was also he's a doctor. Also in Community. Yes. Oh Loved him in Community. Yes. And uh, that's where we get our eight side stories from, right? So, he did a stand up recently. It's a really, really good one. It's on Netflix. Check it out. It's so, it's just fucking hilarious. I love him. And in that, he told a story that I was like, holy shit, that's this. And I might be getting pieces wrong, but what I remember is he was working as a doctor. He auditioned for uh, some roles in movies and TV. And one of his auditions went really well. And he went back to work and he was like, oh my God, like, I... Am I doing this? Am I doing this? Am I doing this? Meanwhile, his nurse is like, uh, hey, Dr. Jong, like, can you focus? He's like, shut up. I went to an audition. Like, it's not important. <laughs> <laughs> Long story short, he decides to quit his job. And, it, you know, when, when you're a doctor, oftentimes people think, oh, doctor, that's the height of success, right? You make a lot totally. of money. You have a high status. Like, that's it. He quits his job and literally the next day is on a plane to go shoot a movie, like a big movie. And what a beautiful example of saying, hey, my energy is going toward this. I'm going to release this other thing. What a way to surrender. Right? I just got goosebumps. Oh, me too. (laughs) I love it. So suffice to say, there were a lot of subconscious limiting beliefs circling back to the beginning. Um... And I, I agree, Chloe. I'm still working on this. This is, yeah, like, I don't think I'm done at all. Um, but the shift in thinking, and I think that's been major. Just yeah. to shift how I think about money and how I think about what I have to do in order to get it and what is money and yeah. what's the purpose of it and why does it matter to have it? You know, what do I yeah. want to use it for? All kinds of things. Yeah. There's a lot of self-examining in this. I find one of the easiest ways for me to, um, one of, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of different ways you could for different limiting beliefs, but one of the best ways that I have found to come across a lot of mine is I look at people that I think are highly successful. Like for instance, a big one for me is Tony Robbins, Mm -hmm. who actually teaches a lot of this stuff. A lot of people have a really negative view of him and even my, I myself did. And so then I started really digging into him like as a person and what he actually does and looking at his social medias and watching the documentary on Netflix. And surprisingly, he gets a lot of hate that is so incorrect. Like he actually does spend his money in such a like aligning, beautiful way. He is helping people constantly out of the goodness of his own heart and not just like taking money from people for seminars like thousands and thousands if not millions are spent going back into charities going and like doing free pro bono work from him like that's to me is a pure example of money in the right hands yeah and you know, and a lot of people don't see him that way and that like really opened my eyes to a lot of beliefs that i had about people that have money mm, that's really interesting and i i also feel the need just to point out 
I was brought up in a in a way that and a lot of this came from a lot of places. I am in no way saying that this is solely because of my parents or a babysitter or a school or like this is from a lot of places. Yeah. But I I kind of grew up with a kind of a science oriented thinking. You'll notice I'm the I often tend to like oh, well, there's this research and there's this research and like, <laughs> like I need things to back things up, I guess. And I have to admit that I originally, initially, I did not believe in manifesting and affirmations and like a lot of the stuff that we talk about, I did yeah. not initially Same. believe in. I thought that it was woo woo and like, Ugh, oh, whatever, like they're crazy, <laughs> you know? And I agree. It's totally shifted for me. Uh, the way I think about it has completely changed. And in doing it, I don't think that way anymore. And in fact, I, if I wanted to, I am certain that I could find a scientific and psychological basis for these beliefs. At the same time, I don't feel compelled to do that at the moment because the fact of the matter is this shit works right <laughs> i have nothing else to say this shit works it's funny too because the more that i've talked about it i'm always really afraid this is where my like authenticity like you're gonna see that come out where i get so afraid to share a lot of the information that i do know because it's worked for me mm -hmm. with people because i'm afraid of that reaction yes, i'm afraid of that too. like oh that doesn't work fuck you you're stupid yes and even living with a Sagittarius who is very logic-based, my spouse, this is was, not anymore. This was like an uphill battle between us where I would be like, no, this shit works and watch it working because this. Mm -hmm. And then he would come back with, no, it doesn't work because this. And eventually he just kind of saw by example mm -hmm. what was changing in my life. And then he caught on and was like, oh yeah maybe there's really something to that yeah and now we're like super in sync manifesting at the same time yeah. for the same shit like but that took a lot like so I just want you to know Hillary that you're not alone in that okay. like a lot of people have that I myself went through a lot of that too I think I just explained like I used to look at Tony Robbins and be like ew yeah. like why do people even listen to him he's so hungry for money and like <laughs> actually know <laughs> yeah totally and also we know that the placebo effect is a real thing and oh yeah there have been multiple studies that have found that the placebo effect is actually more effective than medications i agree so if tricking ourselves into believing something has a tangible effect that benefits our well-being why the fuck does it matter how totally. you believe what you believe. If you are feeling totally. better, I don't get... If you're feeling better and you are not harming other people, I don't give a shit why it is. I care that you feel better. Agreed. I care that things Agreed. are working for you. Like, that's what matters. So I have lots of thoughts on this, but we're getting sidetracked and I know we have a lot of homework to share. Yes. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and dive into homework if you're ready, Hillary. So ready. Okay, so I do have a couple of books that I want to recommend to you guys right up front. Uh, first and foremost, You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. I like I'm actually rereading that book right now because 
I firmly believe that the manifesting process and the manifesting beliefs, you're almost never going to stop learning if you're trying to change that for yourself. It's always new things come into your reality and it's like, oh shit, my belief just shifted this way, even if it's like microscopic. And the first time I read this book, I think it was great and it changed a lot of my beliefs. But now having all the information and the experiences I have now, I think it's only going to take me even farther this time. Mm-hmm. And there will be a link down below for that. And um, real and then, quick. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. That's actually such a good point. Keep in mind, the unconscious is more than 90% of us as humans. We are fucking icebergs. All <laughs> that we have that we see. All that we see is that little peak, that 10%. There is 90 some odd percent more going on underneath. So every time that we pull something up from the depths and we make it conscious, that's just one piece. There's still so much more in there. So yes, Yes. continual process. Don't ever think you're done. Yes, yes. Oh, I love that, that we are an iceberg. I'm keeping that. We're fucking icebergs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. (laughs) And, And to make it a little morbid and also not... That means we have the power to sink ships. <gasps> oh, shit. Oh. Okay, sorry. Getting sidetracked. Oh, my God. Sinking limiting subconscious beliefs. Yes. The ships are the limiting beliefs. Oh, I love it. The uh, metaphors. Um, <laughs> um, and the second book I want to recommend to you guys, which will also be linked down below, is a book from my beautiful, wonderful, amazing guru who someday I will meet in person. She doesn't know I exist, but one day we're going to be friends. Um <laughs> Catherine Zankina, she has a book called Unleash Your Inner Money Babe, because her brand is Manifestation Babe. And it is a 21 day, like you do an exercise every day to manifest a certain amount of money. But it's not, I want to specify that it really is about the alignment. It's about like, how it's going to help what it's going to do, like, it's not so much about focusing on a number. So don't take it that way either. I feel like that's key in all of this. Yes. Um, I've actually gone through this book twice. The first time I wanted $8,000 in the form of a trip. Totally happened. The second time I wanted 1000 Totally happened. Both times very quickly. So I can say that this shit actually works um, from my own experience. But 21 days, they're very easy things to do. The book is like less than 100 pages, I swear. You can get an ebook edition or a printed version and super great. Absolutely love it. Love Catherine Zankina in general. Like, follow her everywhere. Um, and those are the two books that have really, really, really sh- shaped me. Mm. I love that. Absolutely love that. Um, I want to point out something that I started doing. Um, and Chloe, I know you started doing this too. It's such a little thing, but it's been huge. <laughs> I took all of the change out of my wallet and I put it on my altar. Yes. I also took, um, one of my friends had given me a a bill from um, Nepal. And so I put cool, that yeah. money on my altar too. And every time that I get more change, I do one of two things with it. And not just change. I'm not just talking coins, like dollar bills as well. Yeah. Either... When I go and purchase something, I will take the dollar, two dollars, whatever change I have, whatever it may be, whatever's left over from the purchase, whatever. I'll take that and I will put it in the tip jar wherever I am. Or if they yes, have a like, do you want to donate that. to whatever, like donate. Same, right? same. And then anything else that I have at the end of the day, it goes right on my altar and it stays there. 
because that's a way of me remembering and holding the intention that I'm bringing money in, but it's more than just that. My altar is a sacred place. My altar is a place where that's where I put things that are meaningful to me, things that have a good energy flow for me. So it's bringing all of that into alignment in one space. And it's such a small thing, but holy shit, it works. It really, really, I do the same thing. I also have like currency from other countries because to me, that's also manifesting travel Mm -hmm. at the same time. Exactly. And I think also something to mention is because on that, we are icebergs on the subconscious level. It is my personal belief that when you have money out casually, it says to your subconscious, oh, it's always there. It's always available. Mm. Like, I don't have to even think about it because money's always there. I like that. So oh. that's another thing. I got that from Catherine Sankina as well. So good. Um, she's so good. <laughs> but yeah, super small thing, but super easy. And if you don't have an altar, I'm sure you could do this with like maybe a jar on your dresser totally. that you could start using or just on your dresser, you know, just keep it around Some and yeah. set intentions, you know, do it with purpose. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Another thing that I like to do is, um, I want to say, Hillary, you said this was kind of in the form of like affirmations Mm -hmm. and there was another word you used, but I can't recall. Language and affirmations. Language and affirmations. So two things. Number one is... I'm not perfect at this, but I try really hard to not say the words expensive and to not say I can't afford it Mm -hmm. because I really do believe in sending those messages to your subconscious and what your subconscious thinks will eventually manifest outward. Mm -hmm. So I try not to even let myself go there. The only time I get tripped up is when I do have the belief that something is very costly. I tend to say the word expensive and I'm like, I don't want to say that, but I have no other way of explaining it. (laughs) So I also, I like try to change the way I talk about things. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is, is I kind of play a game. Um, To me, money manifesting is meant to be fun. You're not meant to be putting a chokehold on the universe and being like, you will give me this because this is what I need. And, you know, doing that thing that we said not to do, hold on. Well, Um, it's so funny. I just had this thought, like, if you're doing that, you're in an abusive relationship with the universe. Yeah, totally. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) You're totally abusing the shit out of the universe. Um, But if you make it fun and lighthearted, which something I like to do is when I'm at the mall, which because it's so fucking cold in Utah right now, uh, I've been getting all of my steps in almost nightly. My husband and I go and walk the mall because it's indoors. Um, I'll walk by like windows at the stores that I see. And instead of saying, I can't afford that, that's too expensive. I'll tell myself either internally or out loud, I'm so rich, I can afford that. Mm. And it's it's meant to be fun. It's not meant to be like, oh, I'm saying that, but I don't really believe it. Like, it's meant to be fun. And when I started doing this, funnily, funnily, that's not a word. It is now. Is it? Funnily <laughs> enough, um, when I started doing this the first time, my husband was really in like a lack mind state. And he was like, oh, that doesn't work. Stop saying that. And I was like, no. I am rich. I can afford it. And then literally less than 12 hours later, manifested a thousand dollars. Like, and he was like, holy shit, Chloe, we are rich. We can afford it. And I was like, (laughs) I know. That's awesome. Yes. 
So that's what I mean about getting like your partner on board too, is just lead by example. Um, And I have a couple of other things. Did you have more, Hillary? I feel like we've kind of been trading off. Yeah. um, Just on the affirmations. um, I, I tend to do this thing where I talk back to my negative self-talk. I find that that's really helpful and I highly recommend it. It's, it's kind of a CBT way of doing things, cognitive behavioral therapy. Nice. But I think of it just as like a daily practice um, because we talk to ourselves more than anyone else talks to us, you know, so what we say to ourselves matters. So when I start to think things like, oh my God, like, where's my account at? Do I have enough money? Am I going to be okay? Like when that panic starts to set in, that worry or whatever it is, I will stop myself and I will say, I will completely stop whatever I'm thinking. I'll go, okay, hang on. I'll even put my hand up. Hang on. (laughs) And then I will say to myself, money comes to me with ease. I have enough. I am enough. Money is coming. I love that. And I just, every single time, every time that thought comes up, I counteract it with this other thinking. And the yes. more I do it, the easier it happens. And honestly, yes. the more money is coming to me. I love that. Ah, so much. I need to start doing that. I like that you have like an action with it too, like a hand oh action. My gosh, that I think is that really so helpful. Like, yeah. If you're struggling that. to stop your thinking, literally put your hands up and be like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, Something else that I really love is a lot of times when we get like a bill in the mail or we go and check out at a store and it costs more than we thought it was going to. Two things. Um, If I'm at the store and something ends up totaling out more than I thought, what I try to do instead is number one, I literally energetically will almost meditate on the spot and I will imagine my inner light and love being spread to the cashier. Like I'm sending you so much abundance right now. You're going to be blessed with riches. Like that's like my attitude towards that. And I also remind myself that I'm giving money back to the flow and energy of money, even though it's going potentially to a corporation or a store, like how blessed am I that I even have a place where I can go get resources like that? Yeah. It's coming from a place of love and gratitude and Sometimes it's hard to get in that state if you're feeling real anxious about the cost, but Mm -hmm. I find more often than not, it's very helpful. And interestingly enough, the attitude of the cashier, especially if they're in a bitchy mood, every single time it changes, every single time they get more friendly, happier, and it's like instantaneous. So I feel like that's how I know that shit works. Totally. And secondly, in terms of bills, think about them the same way you're putting like, how blessed are you to have these services and be able to pay for them? Mm -hmm. But something I've never tried this, but I've heard that it works really well. If you write a check, which most of us don't, but, or you're paying a bill online Imagine that that bill that is being sent to you was actually a check being sent to you. Like put it, even if it's like you playing pretend, like think of it as money that is coming to you instead. And you're grateful because in a way it is, you're getting the service. Yeah. That's fantastic. Two really beautiful ways to kind of take the spin off of like negative energy with money. And I love that a lot of that, um, comes back to gratitude as well yes 
And I know we talk about gratitude a lot. I don't think we've done a whole episode on it, though, have we? Not yet. Mm, yet. It's on our list. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. It's so true. Oh, and just for the second time, I want to encourage everyone, if you want, like, more on this stuff, check out Coming Into Alignment, Subconscious Limiting yes. Beliefs, and yes. Law of Attraction and Manifestation. We have yes. all of those available to you. Check them out. You'll get even more in depth on like the underlying aspects of this. Yes. Um, and also, if you guys ever have any like topics you want us to discuss, yeah, like please send us an email. Like totally. if any of this is resonating with you, you have questions, comments, concerns, mm-hmm. please shoot us an email. We would really appreciate that. Please. Um, and lastly, I do have one more thing for you guys, more of like a tip than anything is in my experience, manifesting only works as well as you believe it will. And this is why, like, to me, this is why people can't manifest the lottery is because, you know, and also what a way to tell the universe that you're only good for money once. Mm. Like, I think manifesting the lottery is kind of a mistake anyways, Mm -hmm. but this is why it doesn't work is because a lot of people do not have the belief that they can actually win. Or like that they're worthy of it. Or that exactly. Mm-hmm. Or that they're worthy. And so know that yes, you can set all the intentions all day, every day for X amount of money, but if you can't actually believe that you're worthy of it and that it's coming, then it won't. Yeah. So also check out our thing on self-love and self-care. <laughs> like love yourself. You are yes. worthy. Because it's such yes. a good point, Chloe. Oh. Dude, we should do a podcast episode on worthiness too. Oh my god. God, we're absolutely, we've had like (laughs) 10 different podcast ideas in this one episode. (laughs) Abundance. We're so abundant, Hillary. Um, Don't worry, that'll just make it so that we have like 70 ideas on our list. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Um, But that is all the homework I have for you guys. Yeah, that's all I got too. Oh, Thank you so very much for joining us today. We love you guys so much. And um, last week, we know that we did miss a podcast. We were just being human. Mm-hmm. So, um, And I also want to point out, like, apologies for missing that week, but allow yourself to do the same. Let yourself yes, be human. Please, please, please. please. Um, but thank you guys so much for joining us. We love talking to you guys. Please, please, please. If you would like a free meditation that Hillary herself recorded, it is wonderful. Uh, if you would like that sent to you, if you would rate us over on Apple, which I believe is the only place you can rate us, send us a screenshot of your rating and email it to us. Email provided down below. We will send you back the free guided meditation. Like I said, it's absolutely wonderful. We would love for you guys to listen to it and do it it's super helpful and uh, don't forget to follow us on instagram twitter facebook all of those links will be down below as well again if you have any questions comments concerns our email is also open to you guys and uh, yeah we just have nothing but love and gratitude abundance to everyone okay yes (laughs) so much thanks for hanging in for this longer episode yeah (laughs) all right love you guys bye